For most animals, storing food for later is for jive squares. It's all about getting as much food as you can stomach right now and letting tomorrow take care of itself. But for the more prudent, food storage is a life-saving hassle. The honeypot ant may not be able to create elaborate hives like the famous honeybee, but it has an interesting way of using its workers to keep snacks for the leaner times. But using your friends as living pantries is sometimes the best way to survive here in life, death, and taxonomy. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy. It's your 30 minutes of interesting animal information. I'm Joe. And I'm Carlos. Thank you to Cassie for the creation of our theme song. To hear more of Cassie's music, listen to, or search Cassie Michelle on YouTube. To hear more of Cassie's music, listen to Cassie. Duh. And thank you to Brian for the creation of this week's uh, episode artwork. To see that artwork and all of our other episodes, uh, you can follow us on Facebook, or email us at ldtaxonomy. Or that's not, that doesn't make any sense. Visit us <laughs> at ldtaxonomy.com. And today we're talking about an insect that's part ant and part dump truck. But more on that later. Yum. Part Pooh's favorite thing. Honey. Well, what are we talking about? We are talking about the honeypot ant. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, it's a... Uh, I have a specific genus and species here but really honeypot ants are basically the entire subfamily that we're, we'll mention so there's lots of different kinds of honeypot ants but they all share a unique trait uh, but hu- I've, honeypot ants is actually a pretty good name but we'll come up with some extras just in case one isn't enough so um, we're also going to call it uh, this is dumb candy girl <laughs> sugar, sugar, do, 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 uh, do, 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 honey, honey. That was oh, that was a, that was a last minute one. I, I needed to come up with something with honey. Um, we'll also call it the Formican fridge. Nice. I'm, I'm Why Formican? Because it's uh, the family is uh, Formica Day. Oh yeah, I, I, Formica is like also something you put on. It's like a it's coating. A, it's a, like a material that you make. Yeah. Um, but no, it refers to ants. Also, first ants. Um, and then the last one is the smallest smackerel. <laughs> it is a good smackerel. And a small one at that. Would you like to hear what science has to say about this? Uh, yeah, this time, yes. Okay, well, that's uh, in the kingdom you know, love, and are in. The kingdom Animalia. It's the kingdom you are not in. Or the phylum you're not in, Arthropoda. One of several <laughs> you're not in. <laughs> Unless I'm talking to an ant right now. Uh, the class is Insecta. It's an insect. The order is Hymeno- Hymenoptera. Hymenoptera. Yeah, we've been here. When we did the uh, Dracula ant. Ah, and the leafcutter ah, ah. ant. Yeah. Another place we've been to with those two animals is the family Formicidae. Mm-hmm. The subfamily is Dolicoderinae. 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 
Dolly Canary Day. Dolly Parton. Uh, and the tribe is, if you're if you're into tribes, if you're if you like the tribes, it's uh in the tribe, lepto lepto my <laughs> leptomir mackini. Yeah, that sounds about right. Lepto, uh, it could be a soft C. Oh, it's probably Mircini. We're close. The genus is Leptomyremix. Leptomyremix. That one. Leptomyremix. And then the species is Leptomyremix unicolor or unicolor. Yeah, unicolor. I uh, I just called it unicolor for in my notes because it doesn't have this particular species doesn't have its own common name. Yeah, so it's just called Leptomyrmix, Leptomyrmix, whatever, unicolor. It must be a nightmare for formicologist. <laughs> that sounds like a thing. Form of colleges. <laughs> uh, it's the worst. Uh... Hey, I was right. Oh, no, wait, no, wait. It's myrmicology. Myrmicology is the study of ants. I typed in formicology, and uh, yeah, I automatically changed it to myrmicology. I think there's there they might be synonymous or just a common misconception. But yes, I'm sure it's a nightmare for myrmicologists. They call it like they'll probably they call it like L unicolor, like how they do the genus is just the one the abbreviated first letter and then the species name. But since we're in the business of naming things, it's time for my favorite part of the show. Cue the music. Critter groups. Uh, we actually get to do it this time. We actually get to play this game. Ooh. Um, although we've done ants before, I think the first ant we did not have critter groups. And then the second one we might have, but I'm not sure how. I don't think we did. There's a lot of different um, names for a group of uh ants and so i don't think we did this one so this is the part of the show where i ask you joe a question and that question is the same every time what is the collective noun for this animal what is the name of a group for this animal or what is the term of venery for this animal it's all only the same thing um so if you saw uh, a bunch of ants which if you live in florida like we do you uh this this is not uncommon um, and ants are pretty much everywhere, uh, except for like Antarctica. So, basically, Antarctica is anti-ant. Yeah, it's definitely anti-ant Antarctica. Um, <laughs> there, are, there are no ants, no uncles, and no ants. Um, so if you saw a bunch of ants, would you say it's a a hill of ants, b a swarm of ants, c a hive of ants, or d a river of ants? I mean, ant hill. Oh, was that your final answer? No, no, no. Oh. Uh, I'm going to go with hive. Final answer. Incorrect. The answer was swarm. Okay. I was very surprised not to find hive on there, so it was a natural inclusion into my list. Um, but I won't name the other ones just in case we do another ant someday. Which we- I don't usually think... Uh, of high ants ant hills is hives i i think of nests yeah it's an ant's nest or an ant hill yeah but uh not all ants form hills Hashtag so. not all ants 
What? Nothing? <laughs> uh, would you like a description? Um, yeah, describe this ant to me. Leptomyrex ants are often called spider ants because they have proportionally long legs for their body size. The, our unicolor friends have long bodies and broad heads. Uh, the ants are black with a pale brown to yellow, yellow coloration at the tips of their mandibles, legs, and antenna. Uh, they're covered in a chitinous hair that's mm. so fine that it's hard to see with the naked eye. But up close, you can see um, that it's kind of it's covered in this like dense chitin fur, and it even covers their eyes. Yeah, so, you'll notice it. Eyeball. You'll definitely notice it if you. Uh... If you've ever watched Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, I was yeah that that was an eye opening experience. That as yeah, a child, that's a great movie. And also, I've never felt as bad for an ant as I did in that movie. Even Bugs Life didn't make me feel as bad for an ant. Do you know that gi- giving someone a hairy eyeball is like looking at them with disdain or skepticism? What? That's a phrase that means. You don't believe someone in like you Dutch? don't like someone. <laughs> Who says this? No, he was giving me the hairy eyeball. It's yeah. like stink eye. Yeah, I've heard that one. The evil eye is also another one. Yeah. Never the hairy eyeball, though. Anyway, obviously the hairy eyeball, eyeball brings us to the listener's favorite part of the show, the beloved measure-up segment. The part of the show when we present the animal size and dimensions in relatable terms through a quiz that's fun for the whole family. It's also part of the show when you intro- that that's introduced by you uh, when you send an audio yourself saying, saying you're chittering the words measure up into ldtaxonomy at gmail.com. We don't have a new measure up intro this week. <laughs> uh, it's my long, exasperated sigh directly into the microphone. So that means as a part of my quiz show for Carlos, I get to do another quiz show. Uh, we get to hear from an animal. And Carlos has to guess what it is. Please, it's in my contract, but please let my family go. <laughs> uh, without further ado, the listener's favorite part of the show. You're, I think the first sound was not anything. Wait, what? It wasn't? What you're li- this sound right here is what you're listening to. I'm listening before. to like the like a chirping sound. Yeah. Oh, I thought I was listening to the the um the tr- the stridulation sound. Like the brrr. Yeah, I I thought that might be part of it at first, but I think maybe it's the camera, like the guy's tripod or something that he's like struggling with or I, I don't know. I don't I don't see the animal moving at all when that sound is happening. So is that A an assassin bug? B a bush cricket? C a cicada? Or D a dino panera, which is a giant Amazon ant. Ooh, it'd be interesting if it was an ant. I went with dino panera because that is what it is called. And it made it easier to do A, B, C, D. Sounds like a, like a sandwich shop for, for kids who love uh, paleontology. <laughs> um, 
Assassin bug, bush cricket, cicada, dinopinera. I, I don't think it's a cicada. I I imagine that if an assassin bug made that sound, it wouldn't be very successful in its assassins assassinations because they would all they would all see it coming. There, logic defeated that <laughs> the the uh, first option. So it's between bush cricket and um, dino panera. I'm gonna go with the ant one, dino panera ant. Just because the giant Amazonian ant. It would be crazy if an ant made that kind of sound. Final answer? Yep. The correct answer was bush cricket. Oh. Ants do stridulate, but uh, this particular sound was not that. They, this definitely sounded crickety. If you listen to an ant stridulation, it's more high pitch. But I imagine I, a giant ant might be lower pitch. I just wasn't hearing like the, the classic, like regular rhythm of a cricket's stridulation like if you have a uh, like a cicada rubs its legs together right like smoothly so it just makes this one long sound where crickets like yeah it's a big it's a pretty big cricket so it makes probably a different sound oh yeah bush cricket there you go you get to type in ant sounds and just get Sylvester Stallone <laughs> from the movie Ants. Oh, yeah. The one that everyone thinks about when they think about animated ant movies. Yeah, yeah. Definitely immediately goes. Although I I naturally go to that one because as a kid that traumatized me because at one point I think one of the ants is, is beheaded. Decap- yeah. Isn't it Sylvester Stallone's? I think it might be Sylvester Stallone's character. And uh, that traumatized me because um, just like the movie Anastasia, which I think I saw the same year, I was not – I've realized I was not okay with watching characters lose their heads. Even when it's fine and they're still talking? Yeah, no, nope, nope. I mean, I'm fine now, but I wasn't fine <laughs> when I was like five or six or whatever. I guess I just had a general acceptance of this is for kids, this is a cartoon, so this mustn't be okay. <laughs> I don't know, Anastasia was a little creepy and gross. Th- but. There was a there was a part that we just rewatched Anastasia actually, and there's a part where his he- own head is in his rib cage. Yeah, that was it, what got to me. It looks disgusting, but as a kid, I was like, "This is fine. This is silly. He's coming apart. He's a zombie. That's yeah. not, zombies were not okay f- with me back then. He's animated. It's now, funny. Now they're all the rage. Now I'm fine with them. Uh, okay, let's talk body length. So, just to let you know, I get the a lot of dimensions from Ant Wiki. Uh, apparently, in the ant community, ants are measured in bonkers crazy ways. I thought they were measured in bonkers. This ant is seventeen bonkers long. They are. They are. They might as well be because they're measured in one one thousandths. They they're measured in thousandths of a millimeter. So nanometer. Of, Right? Yeah, yeah, but that, that's not what it said on the Ant Wiki. It doesn't say nanometer or a mic- it micrometer. Which it does. It, it has it has just numbers with no unit indicated, and I had to find another page that explained the measurements. So also, they don't measure from tip of the mandible to the. They don't measure the body length, or like leg span or anything normal like that. Everything is measured in. 
the the specific length of the mandible, the the width of the head, the the like. In fact, the head is the most important part when you're talking about the size of an ant, according to Ant Wiki. Uh, Just whatever you can see on an electron the, the microscope. The width of the eyes is something important to them. But anyway, I they posted a picture with a line that was indicated with two mi- mi- two millimeters and then a picture of the ant. So that's how I found the the body length of an ant, of this particular ant. Okay. Thanks, Ant Wiki. You're silly beyond all reason, and I'm sure your way of doing it is very important in the ant studying community. Ant Wiki and Uncle Google. And, and I know nothing of what I speak, but here we go. <laughs> you know nothing of this matter. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, all right. They're six millimeters. Their body length is about six millimeters. So how many ant lengths go into the length of the world's smallest house? Like for an ant? No, li- for a human. Very tiny ant house. It would be a huge ant house. But it would be a... Well, unless you consider that sometimes ant houses are our houses. Uh, yeah. But here's a hint. The house is on wheels, and it's fully portable. It has a tiny sink and a hole in the floor for a toilet that's covered by a Frisbee. You can apparently rent it, and there have been some YouTubers that did just that for a novel experience. And they said that at times they felt real fear. Uh, it mostly seems to be a stunt to attract the attention to minimal waste and green living. Uh, but a house it is and tiny it is. I don't know what constitutes a house. It's just a sink and a toilet? The, the toilet, there's no toilet. It's a hole. I mean, or the hole, I guess. I like, guess a, what constitutes no, a house is a living space no kitchen. for a human being. I, sure, then I guess a tent counts. Sure. I mean, I guess I, I thought a house needed uh, a kitchen, a, a place to store food, a place to sleep, and a place to relieve oneself. I think. Like I said, like there's a, you can go to the website, which is smallesthouseintheworld.com, and there's a little documentary that seems like this whole thing is a big joke. So okay, what's the what's the? But it does exist. What's and the I metric? I do have dimensions for it. Uh, six millimeters. No. What What's the the? Is it the the height of the house? The length of the house. The, the okay. It's a rectangle, so the length of the rectangle. <laughs> go to just go to someone and say, "How long is your house?" <laughs> it's just a weird thing to say. Um. Very very long house. <laughs> when you're when you're doing real estate, look how now how long is the house? This is the longest house in on the block, actually. The, they'll be a like, great oh, bargain. it's a, it's five hundred square feet. How long is this apartment? It's a, it's a thousand square feet. <laughs> and it's like, oh, but no, how long is the apartment? <laughs> it's that is the that is the funniest uh, dimension that you could measure for a house. What about uh, girth? Uh, what's the girth of the house? I don't know. For some reason, there's something about like no one. I guess ask. girth is like an, an it's an inherently funny word, so it sounds like you're trying too hard to be funny when you ask about the girth. Yeah, but but length is such a non sequitur. 
it subverts the expectation, which is what true comedy is all about. And I think there are actual houses called long houses. True. <laughs> there. That's the name of like the um, Iroquois. Like. Oh yes, yes, main yes. houses. It's a yeah. Meeting houses. I should know that because I used to sell kettle corn across from uh, the the Iroquois uh, Nation exhibit in the Erie County Fair. Not that that makes me an expert in the Iroquois. <laughs> you you were near an Iroquois exhibit, so you should know. I spent hours listening to them sing and dance. You spent hours around 500 feet from anything you could learn from. Yes. So, yeah, come to me with all your Iroquois questions, ldtaxonomy at gmail.com. <laughs> the answer to th- how many of these ants go into the length of this, of the world's smallest house, two meters. Two meters. The guy who who lives in, who made the house, I guess, or lived in the house, you can rent the house, so he doesn't live in it, uh, said, like, that one of the benefits is wherever you want to go, you're already there. Because you can just wheel the house to wherever you want to be near. That still doesn't make any sense. You're not necessarily already there. He's like, my commute is like 10 steps because he he showed up. He, his house is wheeled to the sidewalk right out in front of his business. I'd rather live in the business. Oh, it depends. I'm not. You're going to have to describe to me this house because I'm I'm only I'm imagining a porter potty on on wheels right now um like it can't be any bigger than a tent right all right so you said this is um six millimeters mm-hmm. millimeters all right i guess 333 ants that does not seem like enough but sure 333 ants yep final ants sir yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Final answer. <laughs> uh, this is my last ant, good sir. The correct answer is three hundred and seventy. Whoa, point eight. Whoa, that's a wi- that's a win for me. I'll take it. the The house is seven point three feet. Oh, I was by, on point by three point six feet. The ceiling is three feet, and it's twenty five square feet. All right, I'm looking at this thing. It's essentially a porta potty on its side. With less functionality as a bathroom. It's this green thing? Yeah, it's green. This is stupid. <laughs> this is a dumb thing I'm looking at. It is stupid. If you watch the like little video they made, it's ob- everyone's like, it's obviously stupid. That doesn't it, count as a house. It looks like a house. If it was way No, it looks, it looks like a, uh, the magic school bus. <laughs> it's a... Uh, I like its little portholes. Yeah, it looks like we all live in the green submarine. <laughs> it's is there is that an ironing board? This person has the world's smallest house. It's got a sink and an ironing board. And that's it. His sh- his shower uh, is like this thing that conforms to the shape of his body and just covers it's like a plastic covering and it just like sprays him. This is just, nope. I would not pay $55 a night to, to, to stay in that. When I first heard about the tiny house movement, I was super inspired. But when I looked further, I couldn't believe how big these tiny houses were. 
So I made an actual tiny house. I'm not about space. I'm about time. I have lots of time now. That I live <laughs> Now that I live wherever I need to go, wherever I need to be, I'm already there. That's so th- this says. is mostly a time saver for him? This is mostly a publicity stunt that he doesn't <laughs> actually live in, I'm sure. Well, I'm sure because you can rent it. Oh, yeah, I guess. Uh, well, I know this. I know about this now. <laughs> okay, let's talk about head width. I don't know how heavy they are. They're really light. They're ants. Um, but they're, the width of their head is about two and a half millimeters. Okay. So how many ant heads would go into the length of the amount of heads of lettuce an indoor Japanese farm produces every day if the lettuce was put in a single file line? What Japanese farmhouse? I really need to know this. Here's a hint. The farm is called the Mira. It's called Miyarako, and it's owned by uh, Sh- Shigaharu Shimamaru. Shimamura. Uh, I should have listened to what she says. First. You nailed it. You got it. Shimamura. Shigaharu Shimamura. I'm sorry for butchering your name, sir. Uh, the indoor farm uses less water than in- outdoor farms because water isn't lost to the ground. The lettuce is planted in vertical stacked, vertically stacked racks to save space. It's kind of like when you go to Epcot and they have that. The like, land. Indoor. Living with the land. Yeah, that one. I love that ride. It smells good. It's nice and calm. It's air conditioned. Well, it's until you get out into the greenhouse. Even then, it's still like the temperature is regulated. There's a fun animatronic dog that's supposedly that's supposed to look like Walt's dog. Yep. And then the, the biggest eggplant you've ever seen. Um, okay, I don't know. In a day? Um, I'll say a thousand. <laughs> what day? Is it harvest day? Is that the day we're talking about? Or is it... <laughs> Every other day is zero, and then harvest day is like... <laughs> Six million. Uh, head of lettuce is about six, maybe seven inches. Um, I have no idea what that Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. The... 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 The upper end of average for lettuce is 12. So I don't know how much the 12 inches. So I don't know Whoa. what. What. Uh, I, maybe I just have tiny lettuce in my house. The I don't know what the Purdue. The, the, it's between 2 inches and 12 inches. And I'll, I don't know what Miara Co. produces, but I went by 12. And how many millimeters for the ant's head? Two and a half millimeters. <laughs> millimeters. All right, my answer is 121,000. 121,000 ant heads? Yes. Because Final answer. I think that there are that they're doing there's a thousand heads of lettuce. And you just said there were a foot long foot wide each. And so I just turned that into what I believe to be meters and divided it by or multiplied it by a thousand and then divided it by 2.5 you didn't need to hear my math 121,000 okay 121,000 you are 10 times off oh the correct answer is 1,219,200 ant heads the farm produces about 
10,000 ant heads per day. Yeah, or 10,000 10, cabbage or uh, no, lettuce heads. Ant heads. <laughs> no, it's, you're right. Le- lettuce heads. If Industrial Light and Magic were working on a brand new live action ants movie, then yes, I could believe that they were creating a thousand <laughs> ant heads a day. 10,000 ant heads is like a handful of protein packed snack. Yeah, that's that doesn't even whet the appetite for Bear Grylls. <laughs> all right, that's all I got for that. Would you like to hear some fast facts before we get into the big old fact? Yes, big old fact. Okay, unicolors live in Australia's wet tropical climates and prefer wooded areas with plenty of logs and leaf litter to nest in. Honeypot ants are actually a class of ants, like workers, queens, and males. Uh, Only a few species have honeypot roles, including our friend the unicolor. They forage in groups of two or three, and they can be found wandering the surface away from their nests, both night and day. When they're disturbed, they extend their legs and raise their abdomen and run away. Um, And this makes them look even more like spiders, spindly little legs skittering away. Uh, Colonies have a few hundred workers and a single queen. And the queen is wingless and looks pretty much just like the workers, except she's slightly larger. Like other ants, scouts will find large food sources and return to the nest to recruit reinforcements to collect the bounty. And uh, that's all I got. Was there anything else fast fact? Oh, no, I don't have any more fast facts, but I do have a big old fact. The big old fact. fact. Major fact reporting for duty. Uh, I was trying to find a major pain reference to throw in there, but I'm in the ant business, and business is good. Ugh. <laughs> Do you not like that movie? I've never seen that movie. Really? Oh, it's very funny. You should watch it. Anyway, so yeah, the major fact, which I'm calling, which I'm naming like a Fallout Boy song. So it's called Living Larders, uh, parentheses, Fat Bottom Girls, They Make the Rockin' World Go Round. If you've ever listened to an old Fallout Boy song or tried to tried to look it up, you get what I'm getting at. Fallout Boy? Yeah. Fat Bottom Girls is not a Fallout Boy song. No, no, no! But they name their songs like something, oh. like something short, and then they put a, oh, yeah, a, like yeah. a, a whole sentence in parentheses. No, I know Fat Bottom Girls is not a Fall Out Boy song. <laughs> one of them, <laughs> one of their songs is like to of all the gin joints in the world, like you walk yeah. in the mind, or like that line from Casablanca. Yeah, or uh, a disloyal order of water buffaloes. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um. So disloyal. All right, yeah. So some insects, particularly bees, are well known for their penchant for collecting and storing food, but that requires a location to store your food. This is called a larder, which is technically a place where meat is covered in lard for preservation by humans, but you can use it to describe anywhere food is stored for later. Where 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 Bilbo kept all his food that the uh, dwarves consumed yeah those are the things that bilbo baggins hates <laughs> um also also he's got bottles in the old vineyard what's a vineyard a wine vineyard it, um, <laughs> maybe i'm <laughs> that doesn't make any sense maybe I'm, maybe vineyard is a thing um i just haven't really thought about it but i was like wine cellar right 
it's not a vineyard. Um, anyway, so uh, if you want to take your larder slash fridge on the road, uh, the Honeypot Ant has you covered with its patent-pending food backpack. But unfortunately, despite what Pixar wants you to believe, ants can't use tools. And they can't make backpacks or use the backpacks even if they were able to make them. So instead, they have special sterile members of their colony called, here we go, Plarer Gates. Plarer. Like rural juror Plarer Gates. Um, and these guys are uh, designated for food storage. So basically, they since they don't have the necessary tools to make or wear backpacks, the Plarer Gates are basically just a patsy for when the food runs out. Like we had a team dedicated to food and they dropped the ball but these particular ants aren't going to take this kind of railroading lying down no sir they've been given a job to do and by george they'll do it even if it's an unwinnable job like i imagine this scenario where at one point the worker ants unionize and like march on the queen and they're like we need a work environment more conducive to doing our job of storing food and the queen's like Food storage is your job, and if we all starve, you're getting 86th. And then they're like, well, you can just shove it then. And then she says, no, you can shove it. And they're like, hmm. And that's right. That's how we got to where we are. Because if these ants can't store food in backpacks or honeycombs, they will just shove it right into their bums. She's so wise. <laughs> the ant queen. She has Even all the though, answers. She's, she has all the answer. Ah... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we already made that joke. Um, so, yeah, these player gates have abdomens that are that are uh, that that have pl- that are plated. Um, and these, uh, well, they have plates and the plates are called sclerites, which is basically what all ants are covered in. Uh, this chitinous, hard material that makes up their exoskeleton. But these particular plates are connected with a much more flexible tissue that can expand. So these plerogates will store so much food in their abdomens that they will become engorged like a tick that couldn't eat another bite. And so their abdomens will eventually swell up to the size of a grape. So they go from this six millimeter little dude to a full-on grape size and then they won't be able to move anymore because they'll be too big so what they'll do is they'll actually attach themselves to the roof of uh the tunnels near the base of the nest so they keep their food far from the the surface and uh you'll have whole sections of the of the colony dedicated to a bunch of these player gates just stuck to the ceiling with their grape-sized uh, tushes and then from from then on they will serve as a kind of hamster bottle like you know how a hamster hangs out in its cage and then just goes up to this big thing of liquid and and gets its sustenance well so when the other worker ants are feeling peckish the other ants will come up and tickle the player gates until they vomit up a delicious snack and the other workers will often tickle out some extra snacks to share with everyone in accounting, even Debbie, from Accounts Receivable. And the <laughs> the food 
itself is mostly nectar collected by worker ants, as well as meat and uh, meat from insects and small lizards. So when you see a, if you've seen ants, you've seen them swarm something like a, like a, a worm or a lizard or a grasshopper or something. They take that meat and they they bring it into their their hive. But for the most part, they eat uh, not hive. We specifically said it's not hive. Um, their their colony. Um, but they mostly get nectar from plants. And that forms the liquid that goes into these uh, ant abdomens. Uh, so, yeah. And it's a big golden grape with a little ant stuck to the end. It's what <laughs> it looks like. And it's, it's kind of nasty. But um, it's just where the whole colony stores their food and they go down and tickle it out of them. <laughs> you can see David Attenborough tickling... Uh tickling it out of him once and by really that I mean eating the whole thing i imagine it's not that bad i mean it's just a bunch of nectar yeah he says it's it's very sweet and he would describe it as warm uh i still wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> i mean i, I would I'm, eat the whole thing but he like had it he like bit the bit it with his front teeth and had it like pop i mean it's gonna pop anyway unless you swallow it like a pill but it like ran down his chin and it was just the worst thing. He just, he denethored that? <laughs> yeah, he denethored the, he, he, like a, a poor cherry tomato. Oh, can you imagine just replacing the denethor eating cherry tomatoes scene with just eating honeypot ants? Yeah, it wouldn't be any worse. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you literally can't make that scene any worse. <laughs> and it's juxtaposed with like the best song <laughs> and all of Lord of the Rings. But yeah, that is the... That's the honeypot ant. That's all I got. That's all I got. All right. So for you out there in Podcastia, stay underground. Tell the company line. And remember that the ants pick the food, the ants vomit up the food, and the grasshoppers leave in disgust here in life, death, and taxonomy. Hey Taxonomy Titans, thanks for listening to the episode. Just a few quick things. As always, reviews and social media engagement are greatly appreciated, but recommending the podcast to friends is the best way to help us grow. If you'd like some LDT-flavored merch, check out teespring.com stores taxonomy tees. That's it. Thanks for listening all the way to the end. <laughs> just the 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 ant queen telling her her unionized workers that they can shove it and then they get from that they get the idea to actually put the food in their butts i was just thinking about the politics of a ant colony at that point that was like they're probably pretty communist they're all for the high for the nest yeah you you can't really see an entire like department really rebelling <laughs> Unless the 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 entire hive rebels and they kill the queen and eat her, and make a new one. Yeah, that would be just an HR nightmare. <laughs>